Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon. And this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of energy, but without What are we talking about this week? Okay, Shannon. So I was thinking about how last year Texas had those like um, electricity blackouts. Yeah. And then one of my employees was telling me that like her part of the valley here in LA, like they lose electricity all the time. Mm -hmm. We've only lost electricity in our spot like once. And it was like for 10 minutes, everything kind of just turned off and it wasn't long enough that the clocks needed to be re. No, it was, it was long enough. You know, if there's, there's like that super sweet window of like, if it's like short enough, everything has that energy built in to like, not forget to, um, the clocks don't reset, but if oh. it's like long enough, they reset. I didn't know that. I've never experienced it where the clocks don't reset every single time the clocks reset here. Maybe they do that here too. I don't know. So ours all reset. Anyways, all of that was making me think about when I, um, I spent a summer in Beirut in Lebanon and I was in a very nice part of town. It's called the Ashrafi. It was, uh, one of the like neighborhoods, in Beirut. So I was in Beirut, like in a nice neighborhood there. And when I was there in Lebanon, and this was over 10 years ago, there was a shortage of electricity all day. So if you were in the city, you had the ability to have more electricity. If you were out of the city, you'd have less. So everybody outside of the city was on, I thought, I think it's a 12 on 12 off. So they'd have 12 hours with electricity, 12 hours without, and then they would just shift right over to a generator at that point. Um, Because you need electricity for most of the day. Um, Because I was in the really nice part of town, we only lost electricity from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. in rolling four-hour chunks. So... One day would be the eight to noon, the next day would be noon to four, and the next day would be four to eight, and it would just keep rotating. And um, I had the ability to pay for a generator that would just kind of run, so I wouldn't lose electricity, it would just cost me a bunch. But I was like, I'm never here during the day, like, I don't need that. So I never had it, and essentially it was as soon as I left in the morning, I had to make sure my fridge was closed. But otherwise, like, if I'm not there, like, nothing's running. I don't have the air running. Like, nothing's going on. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking about that. But before I get to what I want to talk about, I want to tell you my favorite story about that. Okay. So, I was normally out before I would lose electricity. And so, I never paid attention to, like, oh, is it... Day one, day two, or day three, like, I have no idea. I don't really care because it doesn't mean anything to me. Probably, like, four or five times it would be a day one where I'd lose it the first timing. Um, And I would be in the shower, and I'll describe my bathroom to you. There's, like, a shower, like, a toilet, a sink. No windows. Just, like, it was fully inside of the apartment. Yep. So there'd be mornings where I would be in the shower, shampoo in my hair, all lathered up. And the lights would turn off. And at that point, I knew I had about 15 seconds 
before the water would get ice cold. Which was a really fun way to start my mornings because it would go pitch dark. And then you'd be like, okay, quickly, 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 quickly. And then ice cold water. And then figure out how to navigate in a completely dark apartment, which was fun. Oh, my god! And then the, the thing I didn't learn the first time, but I learned the second time was then go and turn all the lights that you had on off so that you're not wasting electricity the rest of the day when the power comes back on. Right? Because... As soon as the power comes back on, everything just like goes back to the way that it was. Yeah. So the first time I came back and my apartment was all lit up and I was like, what is going on in here? I was like, oh, I'm a dummy. I lost power. I should have turned everything off. Ugh. So anyways, this got me thinking that we take a lot of things for granted. But if we don't have those things, we still figure out how to survive. So this isn't to say that we should make ourselves worse by forcing ourselves to not have something. But how could we make it better with the absence of something? Let me give you an example, Shannon, and and I'll let you dig around and see if you have any. Yeah. I went on a cruise with my, my wife, my kid, and my sister a while back. And on a cruise, you have no internet. And it is delightful. I did not know that, and that makes me never want to go on a cruise. <laughs> that really? makes me sound like a terrible person. It's more because of my husband, because I don't know. Uh, my husband and I have talked about moving to the country after our child is out of, is is launched. And he's like, I don't think I could survive without internet. Or with, like, l- weaker quality internet. I don't, I think... There's two different things there. Because I agree, Nate the Great, I don't disagree with <laughs> hardly ever. But especially not here. Like, I don't think I would handle slow internet. But I think for me, especially being a hyper-connected person, not having it for a short period of time is super refreshing. A cruise, a vacation is not a short period of time in my husband's world. That would not be a short period of time. I think... Vacation for him is time to plug in. Super plug if that in. That makes sense. It's like, like super plug in. Oh, and, like, I get to get like all... finally have time to like dawdle on my favorite sport website or golf or whatever the hell he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, that's a tangent. But I could see that for myself personally. Yes, that sounds delightful to be to have that challenge. I think of just recently, my daughter went to circus camp in a more rural part of the state and i had to figure out like i had to be a little bit more planful with my days every single one of those days and i didn't know for sure if i would have internet or not and so i didn't take clients those first three days of the week because i was like well i don't know if i'm gonna have internet and i would rather not plan on it and then not have it so i'm just gonna not plan on it and see what wants Mm -hmm. to happen instead and frankly every coffee shop i would go to I, because this is like very rural Minnesota, I did not know Mm -hmm. if they would have internet. So it was kind of like this game with myself of like, well, if I have internet, I'll create some podcast reels for workplace hugs. If I don't have internet, then what's the plan? Well, then Mm -hmm. I can video edit offline or whatever it is, or read a book. I didn't read a book. This is a great example, Shannon, (laughs) of we are very adaptable and we can find ways to survive. I think as long as we have a little bit of prep for it, I think the worst case is like 
you're like, I have great internet this entire time. No problem. Let's go. And then you get there and you have nothing. I think that's when I personally would fall apart. But I think you having known like, oh, I might go to this coffee shop for a few hours and have no internet. Okay, let me think of some alternates. Right. It's the same thing when we used to live in Minnesota. It was like, okay, we need to do yard work this weekend. So we'll plan to do it on Saturday. And if Saturday the weather is not participating, well, then we're going to do it on Sunday. Yes. Right. And you just kind of you're you're malleable and you're able to pivot when necessary. Um, And I think there's something nice in that. I think there's something really nice in that. Yeah, I think about it with people too. Like my my husband used to travel a lot more for work than he does now, like way more. And there's the phrase of like, oh, absence always makes the heart grow fonder. For me, it's it's that too, you know, with people. It's like, oh, when they're gone, it's like, then you miss them more. And then you appreciate it more when you have it back again. Um, Because we're just going totally non sequitur this whole episode, which you can tell is very much a Rami episode. Um, <laughs> can I tell you my favorite word in Arabic? Yes, please. I think I told you it. So Arabic is a really interesting language in that depending on the country in which it's spoken, there are words that are missing in the Arabic language that will be picked up from the adjacent languages spoken there. An example is in Lebanon, they speak a very mixed um, dialect that includes French and English. Wow. So the proper greeting for someone when you see them is hi, which is English, kifak, which is Arabic for how are you, and then seva, which is French for good. Oh my gosh. And then when you say thank you, you say merci, which is French for thank you. And then ktir, which is Arabic for a lot. So like, thank you a lot. That is so cool. I did not know that. Well, and it's funny because when I got there, I was speaking fully Arabic and they were like, oh no, like that's not how we talk. So they were like, okay, this is how we talk. And I was like, okay, cool. So then by the time I left, it was very much within the realm of things because Swapping those things out is fun. And so that's Lebanon. In Syria, you don't have a secondary language. So they have words there that aren't traditional Arabic words, but they had to come up with a word for the thing. Mm. In uh, Palestine, Israel is there. And so a lot of the words end up being in Hebrew. Okay, so the traditional word in Palestine for um, air conditioning, if they don't say air conditioning because they also use English, is um, mazgan, which means like air conditioning, but I think it's in um, Hebrew. Mm. But I was asking my cousins, like, what is the Arabic word for that? Like, how would you say that in Arabic? Like air conditioning. And they're like, the word is mukayif. And I was like, okay, but that word actually means like to be really happy. Like if I was going to use that word, I would say like, oh, I'm really happy. Like, hem kaifin. Yeah. Like we're really happy. And they're like, yeah, no, that's the word. Like the word for air conditioning is literally the same word as like being very happy. Because why not? Right? Like if you have AC, so you're like gonna in be a very, very hot happy. place, <laughs> you're going to be very happy. 
I love that. Like, I really like that. And it's always been my favorite word because it's like, oh, yeah, like if I have AC, I am very happy. And I don't need those. I don't need two different words to tell you that. Like, I'm very happy. And it's because either I have AC or something else great is going on. Um, But it just goes back to like, I think when we. All of this is to say that I think humans are amazing and are very capable of surviving in harsh environments and conditions. But when that isn't the case and that isn't necessary, how can we appreciate more of what we have? And also, I think the takeaway here is like, is there space for you to have days or moments where you try to, I'll say the word survive, but what I really mean here is thrive with the absence of something. Yeah. To appreciate, right? To your point earlier, like absence makes the heart grow fonder. I think in in days or moments where Shannon goes to a coffee shop and she expects there not to be internet, maybe Shannon comes with a book and then also some offline work that she can do with the anticipation that maybe she doesn't have internet. And then if she does, hooray, she can do whatever she wants. But maybe she goes, all right, I'm just going to do like Wi-Fi-less coffee shop. And that's how I'm going to spend this part of my time or whatever. So it was honestly lovely. It was lovely. And I didn't like think through, oh, I can edit videos offline. I don't need to be online to edit videos. Like I can be offline. And that's amazing because then I can turn my email off and my messenger off. And all it's basically offline, your airplane mode. Yeah. Thriving with the absence of something. Okay. Well, this is a fun episode. We'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram at Workplace Hugs or uh, on LinkedIn at Workplace Hugs. Rami, what do we want to connect on? Are there... Moments where you thrive with the absence of something, you tell us. You tell us, listeners. Yeah. What are you in absence of? Because maybe it will inspire others to be in absence of that thing that you're thriving without. Oh, TV just comes to mind. One of our neighbors doesn't have a TV in their house, and I think that's so badass, but I would never be able to do it. My husband watches too many live sports. (laughs) All right. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami, and this has been Workplace Hugs.